I haven't had my feces tested. I did take a look at a uh, rather interesting thing. Jizz technology. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here. Stoked you could join us. Episode 61. Uh, they said it couldn't be done. Here we are. Um, Missed last week. We're moving the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters. Uh, thankfully, that's done. So the the room may sound a little different. We'll have to kind of iron out the, the sound of our studio here. But uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can in our new home. Um, I need people reaching out, looking for, looking for you guys to interact. Uh, we've gotten a couple of voicemails, none we could really use, but um, keep them coming. Uh, the voicemail number is 949-464-TBLS. Also, find us on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast, on Facebook. Like our page there. Share our posts with your friends. A um, lot of good interaction there, actually, so keep that coming. Um, and then, as always, um, email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We got an email this week from our, um, from our sex and relationship question, Kevin. He, he reached back out to us this week, wanted to let us know he was doing okay after the breakup of he and his girlfriend that we helped him through. So good on you, Kevin. Thank you for reaching out and good luck to you and your new endeavors. And please follow my advice. Get some new pussy and everything will be fine. Uh, okay. Today on the show, Craig James, you guys remember him? He was a white guy. He played running back at SMU, I think. And he used to, he was like one of these real nondescript white guys that worked in the studio on CBS talking about college football. He'd be like, oh, look at Tim Tebow throwing that jump pass or running run the option. Like he did that. And um, those jobs like pay really well. But instead, he wanted to um, spout. Uh, um, homophobic views and run for Senate, which he got destroyed at. Well, he's back and he still sucks. So we're going to talk about him. Uh, we're going to talk about the 95-year-old sprinter who set a record in the 200 meters. I have a lot of thoughts about uh, people that do feats like that at a late age and what propels them to achieve these things. And it's probably not what you're thinking. Um, also no one has yet accused hockey players of being smart. And there's a rookie on the Bruins that could be the example that proves the rule of that. So, uh, always, always fascinating there. And some guy in Florida shot his sister for baking him a birthday cake shaped like a dick. Um, that is not a story that will ever escape this program, obviously. And we're going to tell you how to make all of that jerking off you do more productive and uh, better for the environment and better for yourself as a whole. So um, how you can be productive jerking off, that's, that's a topic. That's, a, that's an evergreen. That's something we could talk about anytime. Um, also, and then, of course, Fancy Pop. Um, unfortunately, Fancy Sauce just got word under the weather today, a, a little fallout that we might discuss later from a vacation she had. And uh, so Fancy Sauce will not be joining us. But fortunately for us, we have me and I have found some stories to discuss in Fancy Pop. Um, we will get to those. Uh, but before that, of course, we're going to talk to my main man, Hoboken's finest, f friend of the homeless. And I... I not positive. I think he might have an update on Hoboken homeless guy, Hom Hoboken Jesus, as he's been dubbed uh, just now by me. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Ed Daly. Ed, how are you today, buddy? I'm 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 doing well. Uh, I I'm just happy to hear your voice that you you were alive because I heard that you you went into a danger zone for a vacation. That's absolutely right. 
you went to Mexico. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, when when I heard that, I didn't I didn't know that was still a thing. I didn't think vacations in Mexico were still on the table just because. Because of you know beheadings and some such. I'm I'm a risk taker, Ed. And not only did I go to Me- Mexico, I didn't go to like beach Mexico. I didn't go to like. Yeah, I saw you like <laughs> you you sent pictures of you on like streets that weren't protected yes. by walls or anything. Yes. yes, that's right. I couldn't believe it. I was in the state of Guanajuato, <laughs> and it was I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, great food, amazing people. Oh, a lot of food. A lot of, the food was good. Is there? <laughs> Food. Wait, because I, I, I'm pretty sure we're recording this on a different day. Because like, I, I just want the food was good. Did it? Did it go through your system okay? Like, you know, Mexico. I know Mexico has has you know has a bit of a reputation with how things digest. Is everything okay? For the record, everything was fine while I was in Mexico. Was I couldn't fine. I couldn't okay. had a better time. Upon my return. To to north to United States soil. Yeah, um, things were fine. Landed in the morning. Went and got you know had had, had an early flight out of uh, Lyon. Uh, got home. Everything was fine. Went and had some breakfast. Later in the day, things took a turn. My my beloved. Kate, I feel like hang on. I feel like flying. I'm just thinking about this. I feel like flying out of Mexico in this day and age. It's kind of like when Indiana Jones dove into that plane and like the guys are shooting spears at it. <laughs> and then there was a, then there was a snake in his lap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, everything was fine with the trip. Uh, then got home and my beloved Kate McManus, fancy sauce, t- took ill that evening. Desperately ill. Unfortunately ill. And uh, to the point where I thought I was going to have to hospitalize her. She's still unwell. And I and then I thought, wow, really dodged a bullet there. Only only um, to to wake up and vomit and have oh, to take a hot shower and, and and then writhe in pain for two days. Yeah, they don't call it Montezuma. Montezuma is like selective, you know, trickery. They yes. call it his revenge. Yes, and he <laughs> takes it on everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the jury's out. Uh, Montezuma no, may not. or may no, not. No, it's not. I mean, there's no no real definitive. Hey, the, I have you know what? This, this is where this is where you you look at the silver lining. You still have your your head. Your your right. your head is attached to your neck. So I, I you, that's not, to me at that point that's a successful trip to Mexico. I did not fall victim to the narco traficantes. Although, <laughs> as I was being driven to the airport, it was like a almost a two hour ride from the place we're staying to the airport. A lot of checkpoints. There's no, there's no checkpoints, but you're, you know, you're driving, it's like 4am you're driving, you're the only car on the road. And then that's going to feel good. Yeah. And you're on a highway. And for some reason they put speed bumps in the middle of their highways. And you, so you, you have to keep slowing down. And I, I was like, you know, if I was a bandito, I'd probably this just is, hang out like around. This is ambush this, territory. Yeah, like one of these speed bumps would probably be a pretty good place to hang out. And then randomly, you just see like two people walking down the middle of the highway at four o'clock in the morning. It was, yeah, it was, it was a little reasonable. <laughs> it was a little sketch. Uh, so tell tell me what happened in the very civilized well, place of Hoboken, New Jersey. Well, where let me let me start by uh, about a week and a half ago, there was some report um, about this study where they talk about dick size and uh, there was, I think it was a German study and they studied 15,000 dicks and talked about the average size. We talked about this. We talked about this. Did we talk about No, I don't think we did. Maybe, maybe you talked about it on another show, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I, 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 and I got sent so many, so many links to this and I was like, man, you know, I find dicks to be a funny topic, but like, I'm not really all that preoccupied. Like, I did, I, I know it really sounds it's like it, but, funny, I just, but I just find it to be a funny topic. But like, I'm not like, I don't know, I'm not that into dicks as much as it seems like I am. You're grossed out by dong, yeah, but and, and you've announced like you don't like seeing dong and porno. You're like not into dong. What you've said is that if you see a known person, I just like, want to know what they're. Dealing with. Yeah, you like anybody would. You're curious right. about who's packing what, right? But like, I can't, I can't even count how many people sent it to me. Like, oh, and look, Dick yeah. Survey. Like, yes. yeah, let's check it out. And I was like, all right, I don't care about 
you know, dicks. However, I that. no, I Ed's lying. He loves all the, any story <laughs> you see about dicks, preferably if they have pictures like the guy that had two dicks or the size of people's dicks. You need to let Ed Daly know. Yeah, to 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 further that. But I'm just gonna say, however, however, yes. even though I'm, I'm protesting, I did take a look at a. Uh, rather interesting dick. Uh, our friend, the homeless guy. Yeah. Uh, I turned the corner. I was meeting a buddy. Um, and he said, all right, you know, we were coming from different areas. I was like, all right, let's just meet on this corner. And I turned the corner and I'm staring. I'm less than 10 feet away from our buddy, the homeless guy, relieving himself in public. And there was no, I mean... Hoboken, we're talking yeah. about Hoboken Jesus here. Yes, to, yes, to, Hoboken to, Jesus. To refresh the memory of the audience, this is this is good radio work here oh, right now. Yeah, uh, Ed. In case you last haven't summer, listened, I guess yeah, last summer. In case you haven't listened to every episode, Ed has a homeless person in his neighborhood that he's familiar with. The guy likes to drink. The guy like likes to ha- have a nip of the grandpa's cough syrup. And Ed, the good Samaritan that he is, at one point was in the grocery store, thought, you know what? That homeless guy's out there. I'm going to do him a solid. He bought him a tall can of Natty Light. Natty Ice? Is there just a regular natural? I think it might just be light, natural light. Natural light. He bought him a which – is, which is a Budweiser product. Like there's worse beers to, to drink. Worse so much, but there yeah. are a couple. I mean it, it wasn't steel reserve. Uh, so he walked, he walked out of the grocery store and handed – the Hoboken Jesus, the can, and to his horror, Hoboken Jesus just dropped the can directly onto the ground into the gutter. Just get, just stared at me. No, no reaction. Just stared at it and let it roll into the gutter in disgust. Uh, so <laughs> now, so now you've had another encounter with Hoboken Jesus. You saw him taking a leak, and I mean, drum drum roll sound effect. Should I? I might download a drum drum roll sound effect just for this. Ed, tell us what was Hoboken Jesus packing? My goodness, I think no. this was bigger no. than Brandon Spikes. No, are you kidding? This thing was unreal, and you know, Hoboken Jesus guy, is a, a white guy. guy. Who's, he's a white yes. guy, right? Oh yeah, uh-huh. white. Uh, I want to say he's six one, not uh-huh. not like six nine. Yeah, he's average like, size guy. He's, he's he's a little bit on the tall side, but not like really yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is a guy who's been living on the streets for years. Sure. So I sure. don't think he's going to be so discreet. Like when he has to piss, yeah. he has to piss. Now I've never seen yeah. this, but now, also he's hung. Like a real hung guy is not going to be need to be discreet about <laughs> That's it. True. But this guy was he was really just not being even slightly discreet. And I yeah, saw what yeah. he was packing and it was like Saturday afternoon, like mid afternoon. It was, it was unreal what this guy yeah. was packing. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't know. You, you, yeah. You're in shock. You, it sounds like you're still in a bit of shock. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that I, maybe homeless guys have, I, I, I think I texted you. I said, maybe it's just that like people with that packing that kind of heat, this world isn't meant for them. They don't, they can't be corralled indoors. I think there's something to it. I think that insane people, people that are a little bit touched, that are uh, m- maybe have some clinical psychological illnesses, they tend to pack a little more heat than the rest of us. They're on the high side of that 15,000. Right. It's yeah. just they're, they're a little bit off and they're a little bit off in every way. Right. And so it's kind of like those special needs kids that are really strong. Right. That's, that's exactly right. He's got – That's what he, you're talking about. He's got a special needs dong size as well. That's exactly right. Wow. That is excellent information. <laughs> wow. Um, I do – yes. Uh, it's – this isn't going to help the fact that we are the dong show of record because also um, – Philadelphia Eagles come Rams quarterback Nick Foles got traded and there must have been 50 tweets oh yeah to us to the show letting us know that it, basically patron saint of the show Nick Foles who allegedly has a massive dong was traded and people wanted to let us know about that 
Right. I mean, he, rest in peace, Cinnabon. Steve, right. Steve right. McNair. Steve so, McNair. Yes. so yeah. So we'll, yes. we're just gonna have to say it's Nick Foles is is the new quarterback. The, the title has been passed. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> excellent, excellent update. Let me know if any. I'm really excited to hear about Hoboken Jesus. Maybe next time you get a picture, so we can put a face with the dog. <laughs> I gotta tell you, there was part of me that thought, Jesus, I should I should take a picture of this. But then I thought, like, wow, if I'm taking a picture yeah. of a naked homeless man, like, right. I might be bottoming out. Well, yeah, you could steal his soul and lose a little <laughs> bit of yours. Okay, Ed, tell tell us things happen are happening in sports. We need to know about them. We need to tell our listeners what is going on in the world of sports. First, give you a little uh, preview. I will be writing the greatest NCAA tournament column of all time. Okay. That'll be that'll be out. I would say Monday or Tuesday after after Selection Sunday. So, this is going to be on theballerlifestyle.com. Yeah, I'm ranking the teams by likability from one to sixty-eight. Uh, oh, this is great. This is yeah. So I'm it'll glad. be good. I'm glad that you. I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little tip. Six, when six, a, when Sixty-eight a will be Duke. I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there. There's no question. Duke is last. Spoiler alert: Duke <laughs> ranked last. Wow. No question. Number sixty-eight. No question. And and the BTK BTK killer went to Wichita State, and he's nowhere close to Duke. Duke is absolutely the worst. Find torture, kill, still <laughs> more likable. Dennis Rader, right? Dennis <laughs> uh, Travis Rogers, I, I wish I had it handy. Travis Rogers sent me an in-depth interview with the daughter of BTK, like some <laughs> she, newspaper did she, profile on her. She can't be a looker. <laughs> Just imagine, though, having to carry that around. Like, your, That's my oh, dad. My dad's an insurance. How about your dad? Uh, my dad's more into the bind, torturing, killing of people. You may have heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. I, all right. I, so let's I, get I let's get wait. to the sports topics. To read but it, it'll be up. It'll be up like Monday or Tuesday after they announce the field. Outstanding. Because uh, most of it's done, but you know there are those automatic bid teams that I haven't quite filed in. Right, um, right. Uh, you you, you got to get Liberty or one of those yes, schools. Yeah, right, okay. right. Uh, okay, former SMU and New England Patriot running back Craig James is back in the news. Is it because of his football broadcasting or political career? No, it's because James is once again on the attack of homosexuality. In an interview with Washington Watch, a radio interview, uh, a family values radio show, the man who failed in a 2012 Senate campaign and was fired in 2013 by Fox Sports said he believes the recent push of acceptance from professional teams to, uh, of homosexuality is the work of Satan. Quote, <laughs> quote, if I were a current player in that locker room and my livelihood depended on me being quiet or losing it because of my belief in the system, I worry. I wonder. So that's Satan working on us. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, he's behind it. So, Brian, why are these people still asking for the opinion of a man who, A, once played for the SMU Mustangs, the most crooked college fo football program in history, or B, once thought it was important to bring up in a, a Senate debate that he was preoccupied with never riding in a float in a gay parade? <laughs> he made it a point, like, he, he stopped the Senate, and he's like, I just, want, I just want you to know I'm never riding in a float in a gay parade. Like, whoa. <laughs> Did, when is that on the table for any like political candidate? Like, didn't he get like bought a Trans Am or something yeah, while he was at he was, SMU? He was. He was. It was uh, the Pony Express backfield was him yeah. and Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, yeah, yeah um, the most well, crooked team. I mean, they they got the death penalty, and he was part of it. Yeah, th this guy, this idiot, he could have ridden out the rest of his life just on the. <sighs> The Just, glory of being a white running back. Like, how many of those are there? Not that many. It's a, and he it's was a, on like a net, he was on CBS and ABC. Yes. I mean, he was. He was. He just couldn't stop talking about yeah, homosexuality. He had, a, he had a killer, high-paying job that you only work half the year. That's no work. It's all produced for you. You just go in there. You say a couple. Yeah, words you react. You react minutes. to what you're saying. Yes. Um, he, but he's a shithead. 
And that's the thing about shitheads. They can't not out themselves for being shitheads. And so it's it's very enjoyable when somebody that's a dipshit like this guy comes out and starts speaking his mind when he's not not reading what other people have written for him because he is an obvious fool. And <laughs> he's got he, shit for brains. He believes in Satan. Satan's behind yeah. things. Ooh, yeah. there's Satan's doing like, it. No, Satan's, this wasn't, Satan's this wasn't, in the control oh, room. Yeah. He's in, he, he, there, the, first of all, he thinks there's a Satan. And uh, <laughs> two – Satan's big agenda is homosexuals. Like that's what that's that's what's on the table. ISIS, yeah. Satan's not. uh, He's not doing AIDS when that used to be a thing, or cancer, or Ebola. No, no, no. Satan's got nothing to do with that. You know what Satan's up to? Gay people. (laughs) He's he's helping them be double income families with (laughs) nice houses, yeah, and clean, well manicured lawns. Yes, and and good parties well, and good natty cocktails. dressers. Yeah, uh, and right. remember, good, good he also crazy. he also helped run Mike Leach out of town and at Texas Tech because his son, his yeah. son, like he was saying that he didn't respect his concussion, and then it came out that his son was like walking around practice with sunglasses on and like high fiving teammates and saying, yeah. "I'm going to milk this." Like. He, he fucked head. over. He fucked over Mike Leach. Not that Mike Leach would have stayed at that job forever, but he he put right. Texas Tech on the map. Right. Like, you know, no no one had hurt. No one will ever hear a Texas Tech again. But when Mike Leach was there, they were a thing for sure. Uh, okay. Next yeah. story. Uh, Charles Eugster, a ninety-five-year-old retired dentist from Great Britain, recently shattered the world record in the two hundred meter sprint. For men 95 and older, with a time of 55.38 seconds. Eugster attributes his success to three things, work, diet, and exercise. Eugster admitted he was tired of looking at his old, saggy body at the age of 87 and began working out hardcore. Brian, what's more surprising to you? That there is a 95-year-old man that can break the minute in a 200-meter race? Or there's such thing as a 95-year-old British dentist? <laughs> uh, I, here's, here's, a, <laughs> yeah, that actually is like when I saw that a 95 year old man broke the 200 meter record for 95 and over, I assumed it would be like two minutes, right. like 55 seconds. That seems pretty good for the old guy. Like he was, he was moving. Um, uh, but also sure, I, mean, I feel you, like you, if, you add that up, that's, that's a sub eight minute mile for a 95 year old man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but here's my thing. If this guy could still get a hard-on like he did when he was 27, there's no way he'd be out training for the nanogenarian <laughs> speed record. Like that's I feel so like good. it all – like everything – like we're all super base and everything comes down to our dick. And if your <laughs> dick works really good and you use it a lot, you don't really have to like go right. out and do weird shit like do the most push-ups or – or like Jack LaLanne, like tow all those boats, swimming, towing all those boats. Uh, like right. If I there's just, lead still in the pencil, if there's lead still right. in the pencil, you do, you have no need for any of this shit. That's always been my theory, but good for him. I have a couple of things to quiz you because, you know, 95 is a big age. You know, that's a lot of years. So I, yeah, I, I was I'm, thinking... 90% of us will never reach that age. Right. So I, I figured... Let's let's let me give you a couple things and see if uh, if you can tell me what is what is older, the combined age of the pop up toaster and t- Taylor Swift or Eugster. Uh, the pop up toaster has to have been around for a long. Taylor Swift's probably about twenty five. Has the pop up toaster been around for seventy five years? Mm. Wait. I'm going to say the pop-up toaster and Taylor Swift are older than the 95-year-old sprinter. Yeah, that was that was that was a good guess. Pop-up toaster is actually 94, so Eugster's oh, one yeah. year older mm-hmm. than the toaster. Yeah, and Taylor Swift's yes. 25. Okay, I like these. Okay, keep them coming. Okay, combined age of Snapchat and the loudspeaker. Loudspeaker, like like at a stadium. Yeah, like, like any a kind pro- of speaker, projected loudspeaker. Okay, and Snapchat. Uh, that's got to be that's got to be pretty old. Snapchat's like 
what, three years old. Um, and the loudspeaker, I would say, has been around like 60, 70 years. I'm going to say that the 95-year-old Sprinter is older than the combined age of Snapchat, which is a, where teenagers show their dicks to each other, and the loudspeaker. Very good. Snapchat's three and a half. Loudspeaker's yeah. 91. Oh, so yeah. made it by that six months. Close. That was pretty close. Okay. Uh, you, got, you got another one? Com- uh, combined age of Bieber and the radar. Radar from MASH, Gary Berghoff? <laughs> yeah. He's got to be in his 60s. He's probably like, he might even no, be 70. No, radar, radar. Not radar from MASH. Oh. Like actual radar. Like Oh, radar. Well, radar, they had radar in World War II. That was 70 years ago. And plus Bieber's, oh, it's going to be close. Bieber's like 20 something. I think he's 20. Um, I'm going to say that radar, not radar O'Reilly from MASH, but the actual thing, Radar, and Justin Bieber are older than the 95-year-old dentist who runs races. They're on a roll. 101 combined. 21 plus 80. Uh, all right, last one. Last one. Combined okay. age of Twitter and Captain Steubing. Oh, well, I only know this because we did a How the Fuck Old Is This Guy with Captain Steubing. He's still around. Oh, he was much younger. I think he's only like 80. And we thought he was like 90-something. He's, he's older than 80, but yeah. He's older than 80, but not a lot older than 80. Um, and, but Twitter, Twitter's been around since like 08. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to say that Steubing and Twitter are older than the 95-year-old guy. Twitter's 9, Captain Steubing is 84. So Eukster <laughs> is two years older than those guys. <laughs> wow, crazy. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was Last, one of my favorite stories. Good job with those questions, Ed. What's the next thing? <laughs> Last one. Uh, Boston Bruins rookie David Pasternak is making the most of his new opportunity with the big league club. In his first 24 games, he already has 15 points. He's also spreading his wings on Twitter before a recent road trip to Ottawa. And his three most recent Twitter follows are at NHL, okay, at Jessica's Massage, and at Megan's Touch. Jessica and Megan happen to be sensual masseuses in the Ottawa area. Brian, which of those three accounts was Pasternak most banking on to get a full release? (laughs) Also, like, who the fuck is his agent? They gotta be like, dude, you got drafted. You need to follow that. You need to follow your own team, and you need to follow the NHL. He just now followed the NHL? I got to think that uh, there's less information coming out of the NHL than a masseuse. I mean, what, what are they going to say? Tune, know, in, tune in tonight. Tune scores. in tonight. Kings, Kings Blackhawks tonight Kings. at 8. Hey. Um, yeah. Here's the, th- here's the thing. First, since when do hockey players have to try to get pussy, much less pay for pussy? Oh, yeah. And that's like, clearly I, a like, pay deal. Of course, like he's looking, he's, he's like, okay, we're going to Ottawa. I need to set something up, you know, so I can get some release while I'm there. I, I feel like this must be some kind of hazing ritual. Like when they go on the, when they go on the road, somebody reach like one of the veterans reaches out to the head of all the groupies beforehand. And they're like, look, we're going to be in Ottawa next Friday. And I know there's a lot of you broads looking to get sex by a first round draft pick, but do me a favor. Put the word out. Don't fuck Pasternak. <laughs> and so he's go, he goes city to city and he's like, what's – he's seeing all the guys pair off after the game. The, the team hotel is – the team hotel bar is crawling with groupies. They're waiting outside the clubhouse. Like all his, all his buddies are like getting laid and he's like, what is going on here? Uh, no one will give me the time of day when really it's some long game played by like – Zidane Chara, literally the only pl- the only player fighter. on the Boston Bruins. Yeah, he's <laughs> the only guy I could, that, that I know on that team. Zidane Chara. Cam, Cam Neely still play for them? No, <laughs> I think about Borky Ray Bork. Bork put out the word. Um, so yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't bad play. But in his defense, he is eighteen. Yeah, but how hard is it for an eighteen-year-old to get laid? 
it should be pretty easy. Like hockey players are the – it's like race car drivers, hockey players, and soccer players in that order as, as to who gets laid the most. I mean just think about Tinder. At this In this day and age, yes. an 18-year-old mm-hmm. can just yeah. print money. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about Tinder. I don't, I'm too old to know about Tinder. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. All, all he's got to do is go get to the town and open up his Tinder. Um, a friend of the show has, has mentioned how Tinder works to me, and that is how it works. You get off the plane, you click it on, and all of a sudden, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. A buddy, you start a buddy going of mine. Through your matches. Another friend of the show, uh, is recently single and he's trying the Tinder game, but the four handle next to your age has been has, <laughs> has invited it has invited some less than satisfactory oh, photos popping yeah. up. That's a problem. Luck, lucky neither of us have that issue to deal yeah, with. Yeah, a being single or two having a four handle on our name. <laughs> no, certainly not. Okay, like we haven't talked enough about dicks today, Ed, um, this story, man shoots sister over dick cake. (laughs) A Holly Hill man, this is not shockingly, and this took place in Florida. A Holly Hill man has been arrested after police say he shot his sister with a BB gun because she made him a phallic birthday cake. Jokov Zarnaev lookalike, an obvious Floridian Christopher Taft, 21, (laughs) has been charged with aggravated battery in the Sunday incident. Police said Taft shot his sister in the buttocks with a BB gun in retaliation for his sister making him a birthday cake in the shape of a penis. Taft told police he thought it would be funny to shoot his sister with a BB gun. I feel like that's a defense. As a joke and did not intend to hurt her, according to the report. Ed, who's the biggest monster here? The third Sarnaev brother or people who think penis cakes are funny? <laughs> yeah, the, the penis cake people are the same people. that They're, they're the uh, bachelorette party people who wear the penis hats. Exactly. And have yeah, penis, penis straws. straws. Yeah, yep. It's terrible. And what kind of relationship is this brother and sister thing where she's baking him a cake? Does she have the tin? She has the mold, like just at the ready. Like, does she have a lot of occasions? I mean, it's one thing if you go to one of those dirty bakeries. Like, she baked them the cake. She's just got a dick cake at the ready. Maybe, maybe that's the only tin she has. That's a great point. And you, I know you have sisters. I have a sister. My fucking sister has never baked me anything in her nothing, life. Nothing. Much less a dick cake. I, I think the last time my sister baked me something was when she had the uh, the easy bake oven when she was like, you know, seven. Right. Right. Exactly. Just because she was looking upon those things off. Um, two things. One, one, my buddy had a birthday party for his kid and it was like a baseball themed party. And, the, and I think I posted, it was a couple of years ago. I think I posted on Instagram. <laughs> oh, was it a where, baseball bat? <laughs> the cake was a baseball bat <laughs> and it was big and long and black. And it looked like and the, the knob of the bat looked just like balls <laughs> and it looked like a big dick. And so I took a, I took a picture of that and made an Instagram of it. Um, so it's second baseball bat looked like a Milton Berle cake, right? Exactly. Secondly, a Will Chamberlain cake. Secondly, this is actually a pretty good plan if for someone like you and I that we try to keep it healthy. We try to stay fit. It's a struggle as we get older. Our bodies make less t- testosterone. Our hormones in general aren't as much. So the the things we eat, we have to be more careful about. Right. What if everything we didn't want to eat was shaped as something we didn't like? Like for you, like all – like you could have your beautiful wife, Michelle, serve you all food with like Yankee logos on it. Like she bakes cookies and it's all all with a big NY on them. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd never, you, you'd never beers, want to eat one, right? All beers are shaped yeah. with like a big veiny cock. Yeah, yeah. Or she she puts a uh, she sticks like a magnet with Mike Shashevsky's picture on every beer <laughs> oh, no. in the fridge. That's worse than <laughs> anything. Like, I-, I can't drink this Shashevsky hey. brow. Hey, look at look at this like a, this cheeseburger. Oh, the cheese is formed to look like Christian Leitner. Yeah, 
Exactly. <laughs> it's an idea. Uh, okay. Well, um, good luck to the penis cake people. All right. Second story. Ed, have you ever heard of the wank band? <laughs> is that a, is that a uh, 80s warm-up band for Wang Chung? You'd think so. Um, there's a lot of things it could be, but it's a new product from our good friends who we talked about on this show before, Pornhub. Uh, a new, yeah, I'll read you from the story. A new device as the antidote to society-fearing, non-sex-having millennials the world over. A phone charger powered by your own masturbation. Indeed, no one need ever leave the house again thanks to Pornhub's wank band. A wearable just, just the fact that that's a term, a wearable, Whoa. like that's a noun. It's yeah, a wearable. So it's a thing. It's not. It's a thing. Oh, no. It's a thing that exists. I'll, I'll keep reading. A wearable that powers up your phone with each self-loving stroke. The bracelet is embedded with a weighted valve. Wow. That measures each movement up and down, generating energy it then stores for use on your chargeless electronics. Though the product is currently in production stages, it seems like it'll be a hit. After all, there are two things people of the 21st century are willing to devote their time to. It's phones and jerking it. And given the shoddy battery lives of our trusty iPhones, an extra means of charging that bad boy up would not go amiss. Ed, will this device ever top Google Glass and the just-announced Apple Watch as the one fashion accessory guaranteed Never to bring its wearer into any kind of contact with a woman. <laughs> Just thinking about like how there's so many things wrong with this product, and it's going to be you know it's it's just in the testing stages. Like yeah, like yeah. of course this this is nowhere close to being ready because I, I I don't know about you, but like I, maybe Sting does this, but who 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 needs yeah. who masturbates for that long a time that it would charge uh, uh, a phone? My my session is usually like two minutes, if that. Yeah, I, I, if I had a guess, I'm not I'm not sitting there with a stopwatch, but I I would guess in the sixty second ballpark. May and I don't I'm, know, and and I'm not I'm not like vigorous enough. Like I go with a slower <laughs> stroke. You're more like, sensual to yourself. I mean, yeah, I'm not. Really it's a like means to an end. The elbow. Like, I just yeah, think, like, to, to, like it would be it, to charge a phone. You, you've got to be. I guess the type of people that would be involved with this are people who are following the Pornhub Twitter account. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually just, uh, I while, while you were talking, I, I pulled up the uh, Pornhub well, Twitter let's, account. Let's hear, let's Every, hear a couple of their tweets. Here, I, I, I just looked at one and I turned it off because it, it, it was a bunch of links, but one of them was. Every day is hump day if you work in porn. <laughs> hey, thanks for that. So <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for that, Pornhub, Katie. I have a better idea of, of a way to produce energy from masturbating. What we could do is there could be some sort of like two – picture like two graduated cylinders next to each other. Okay. And, but, the, but they're connected at the bottom. And on one side, there's like a little reservoir or cup and whatever you discharge lands in the cup and then that, and then it displaces water on the other side. And the force of that creates, would turn some sort of turbine and create energy. What do you think? That sounds like a reasonable solution. Also, just thinking yeah. about this, the, the fact that it's in, the, it's, it's in the research, it's in the research stages. Like that means there's somebody working in R and D at Pornhub. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? They have an R and D. Hey, so what? Coolio, what what, what do you do on payroll? What do you do with your uh, with your uh, uh, engineering degree? Well, I'm in R and D. I'm cool. Where 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 are yes. you? NASA. Uh, you know, it's a it's a web web company some startup what do you oh, what apple do you google nah, yeah it's it's one of them it's you know you probably you probably haven't heard of it uh, but you know no no really i'd like to know where eh, let's just say it, you know begins with a p <laughs> um yeah i want i need people to, to reach out to me silicon valley get with me i've just come up with it jizz tech think about it <laughs> that is so foul think about it just it's an idea. 
That's all. Let's let's brainstorm. You're let's an idea man. Yeah, that's I've, I've been I've been called that. Uh, okay, Ed. Mm-hmm. Great stuff we did. Great sports stories. Great non-sports stories. We did our thing. We we had a week off, and I feel like we came out a house of fire. Uh, unfortunately for us, the third member of our team cannot join us tonight because she is taken sick. She's she's unwell. You, Mo- you, Montezuma got her. Yeah, if you put like the you know like sports where they say disabled list, or we just say you know. Day to day, in parentheses, would it say Montezuma or just Mexico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Mexico. Tra- <laughs> travel to Mexico, and it would be like, okay, yeah, we got it, we get it, we understand. Uh, so, but I have found a few stories. Let us do it now. Let's get into some fancy pop. All right. Um, okay. So, Ed, as well, we'll talk. We'll, we'll recap the Bachelor in a minute uh, because that ended I know you were waiting with bated breath to see what happened on The Bachelor it was I understand it was the lowest rated Bachelor finale ever and because it was pretty boring but we'll talk about that but first um, Ed have you heard this one Vince Gilligan says to quit throwing pizzas on the roof of the Breaking Bad house <laughs> oh, apparently Ed wait, wait, did yeah. uh, Skyler throw one on the, on the roof or Walt? No, I think uh, I think Walt brought Skylar a pizza, and she wouldn't see him, so he just flung it up right, and it landed right. on the roof of the house. Um, apparently, morons are throwing pizzas on the roof of Walter White's house, and they're doing it to such an extent that that he that Vince Gilligan had to address it. Um, quote: This this was on the the better better call Saul. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Good show. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, I, um, I had such low expectations. Well done. Me too. I, I like it. I'm a couple episodes behind because I moved and I had a really, really difficult time getting television mm. back. Um, but which makes me almost think I don't need TV anymore. Like, I want to be a cord cutter. Are there any cord cutters in the audience? Tell me how to do it and don't make it too difficult. You're not because I already have Netflix. Those, I don't need. Well. I guess if you have other have, means of getting things. I have Apple TV. I think the thing is sports. How do you get the sports? Sports, they're, they're, I, I, I got to think that's coming soon. But, yeah. uh, well, there's you, probably you can illegal get, ways to do it. HBO, I think, now yeah. can offer yeah. offer something. That's like right. You can get around it, you need it a, but sports is what crushes you. Here's what I need. Local news ops. Oh, no. Sports. Barely any sports. Just when my Kings get in the finals, I need that. Um, and like the Pacquiao fight, I'm probably going to want to watch. Dodgers. Um, that's pretty much it. If the Lakers get good again in UCLA, once they get good again, I might want to watch that. Uh, but that's it. So cord cutters, tell me how to do that. Uh, okay. The quote, Vince Gilligan said, they're throwing pizzas on roofs and stuff like that. Let me tell you, there's nothing funny or original or cool about throwing pizza on this lady's roof. Yeah. Cause someone lives in that house. You, you realize that people that they just shoot exteriors, right? They just take pictures of the outsides of places. And then the insides, they build in big warehouses and pretend they're inside that house. So that guy, not only, he wasn't a real guy that cooked meth. He's an actor. He's called Brian Cranston. He didn't live in that house and they didn't film that show inside that house. Not not once did he cook meth. Not once did he cook meth. Never. Breaking hearts here. Uh, it's been done before. You're not the first. I don't even consider the pizza thrower fan throwers fans. I consider them jagoffs. Ed, <laughs> a these people are huge jagoffs. And two, in terms of biting insults, where would you rank jagoff? Is it above or below dipshit, <laughs> shithead, or just plain jerk? Yeah, jagoff was. I feel like that was a real power alley fifth, sixth grade word. Right, I feel like it's an it's an East Coast word. It's not. I, it's I not never embraced popular off. out here. I, I, I never embraced yeah. jag off because jerk off is, is so much better. Uh, I agree. A jag off. I I feel like I feel like it's slightly worse than dipshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But dipshit's but like, almost a little too nice. You know, it, it, this kind of reminds me of the time I was in Paris and I was like. And, and I actually was told because I wasn't real. Uh, I, I was not names. Yeah. No, no, I was not going to locations. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, do a location dropping. And when I was in Azerbaijan, in Paris, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, this dude I met in Morocco. No, um, <laughs> but 
I, I, I was told to go to the uh, cemetery where where Jim Morrison was, but like, oh, there's right. there's all kinds of cool shit there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, like it just in in then it's like ornate and you know four hundred year old graves like these crazy tombs and stuff like that. Aren't so there other famous people buried there? Is yeah, Oscar Wilde buried there? Maybe Oscar Wilde, but like. Chopin, the composer, like yeah. guys that Shopping. like, yeah, guys you wouldn't yeah. really give a shit about, but right, like, right. but it's more just Chopin's that, pretty cool, but like, just it's a cool looking cemetery. But the Jim Morrison gravesite, there's so much shit that people put there, like which costs yeah, money, losers. which costs yeah. money, and like, you know, a pizza, even if you get the shittiest Domino's Papa John's pizza, it still costs like eight bucks. Like, is it that funny that you just would you just wad up eight dollars and throw it on a roof? Like it's no, not. It's no. That's a really stupid thing to do. In that, you know, like I don't, I don't mind when you know there's there's something funny happening and people want to you know make a joke of. It. But like this isn't funny. So to just throw out eight bucks, ten bucks just for a bad joke, like I have a real problem with that. Um. Yeah, I got to agree. It's really, really like pizza is delicious. Yeah. Also, like, what? Why would you? Why would you throw a pizza on the roof of someone's house? Like, you could eat that. Someone could eat that. Like, how? how like, what? What? what where, where's the humor in that? Like, what's and, funny and, about that? And I'm, I'm sorry, Skyler was the one who threw it. So you want to emulate Skyler? Like, yeah, yeah. Skyler's the least likable person on was, the whole she show. She was the least cool part. I mean, you might as well. Be uh, be imitating uh, what's his name? Hank's wife shoplifting. Like that. Th- there's no reason why you would want to imitate Skylar once. Maybe yeah, just Hank's wife was this. Hank's wife Marie was the second worst character on the exactly. show. Exactly. Or maybe maybe you should just eat breakfast all the time and pretend you're Walt Junior. Like, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Eat a lot of have a lot of pancakes. Yeah, that would be your way. Your link to uh, the show. Our, our our mutual friend on Twitter, I'm so for serious, is mm-hmm. obsessed with Walt Jr. She loves all things Walt Jr. and uh, she particularly likes him eating breakfast. Um, I I was thinking well, just while we were talking here, I was thinking about graves, and I'm like, you know, I don't can't really think of anyone whose grave I'd really like to go visit. No. And then I thought, you know what? You know whose grave I'd like to go see? Oh, Curly Howard. And that's in that the, uh, that famous L.A. one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then I just looked it up, and it's right. It's in San Gabriel. I might have to go check it out. That that's one that's, guy. That is one legit guy. He was legit. He he died at forty nine. Yeah, not no. that, not that old. He was a young nah, guy. You know, he's not, I don't he think a, he took a lot of care of himself. He like got shot in the foot or something when he was young, and so he was like in constant pain all the time. And take a look at him. Take a look at the Three Stooges, Curly. Not that fat. No. Like by, t- by, today's by today's standards, standards, he's just kind of portly. He would be just one of the guys. And you know, it's another one. I saw like in yeah. reruns maybe a year or two ago, and a buddy had pointed this out to me. But uh, if you look at Dukes of Hazard reruns, Boss Hogg, yeah. who is just the fattest shit on earth, no, he just looks like fat. kind of an average American now. It's it's like just kind of, I mean, he's wearing a big white suit, but like he's not he's not exceptionally fat. He's not like right. you know, he's not like Haystacks Calhoun. He's just like kind of a regular American. He's not fat like the woman I saw in the airport in Mexico, the American woman who oh. I saw get wheeled through in a wheelchair. Uh. Get wheeled through security, get wanded in the security, and this is like a small airport. It wasn't like a ten-hour security line. It was like a five-minute security line. Get, got wheeled through, then get wanded in her chair, and then got wheeled over to the bathroom where she stood up and walked inside. Uh, oh. Fat amusement parks are good places for that too. Uh, fats who's or, or people whose only um, disability is obesity are. They're popular with me. Uh, okay, next story. Ed, Robin Thick. Are you familiar with Robin Thick? Do you know who that is? Uh, I do. Alan Thick's son. Yeah, Alan Thick's son. Robin Thick and Pharrell owe $7.3 million for ripping off Marvin Gaye with blurred lines. Uh, the verdict was reached after eight days of trial and testimony e- examining whether <laughs> Robin Thick and Pharrell Williams' 
Blurred Lines, one of the most successful young songs of the young century, was improperly drawn from a soulful hallmark from the prior one, Marvin Gaye's 1977 hit, Gotta Give It Up. Ultimately, a jury comprised of five women and three men heard dueling opinions regarding Blurred Lines and decided to order Thick and Williams to pay $4 million in copyright damages plus profits attributable to infringement, which for Thick was determined to be $1.8 million and for Williams was determined to be $1.6 million. The total amounted to almost $7.4 million, an astonishing figure considering that the jury also found that the copyright infringement wasn't willful. Ed, what is the bigger shock? That Robin Thicke made $7 million from that song or that his dad, Jason Seavers, dated Christy Swanson when he was 40 and she was 17. Oh, no. Is that true? <laughs> that is true. Jason Seaver. I mean, he he does he does ooze Coxman. I, I remember, like, I watched, that I, watched, I watched that show. And it was a terrible show, if you think about I it. Know, like, I, I loved it. I loved it. I watched it. I think it was on Thursday nights or Wednesday yes, nights. I watched it every week. I, yeah. I'm sure I saw 100 episodes of that show. And I even knew, knew Boner, the buddy, and all these people. Yes. But, like, but if you look at it, and I haven't seen a rerun in, or in at decades, but I would bet that Alan Thicke was the only somewhat normal person on the show. He was a ra- He was uh, a cocktail. Yeah. He was a regular yeah, kind was, of he, the mom sucked the uh, J, uh, yeah, Ben Spencer was the worst character of all time but man he's, he's Christy, an now. Christy Swanson 17 years old that is 17 it's creepy yeah, I think because she, I think she, she said that on Stern I will say Swanson in her prime I don't, I don't want to say 17 she was super hot. yeah that was a, she was super that was well, a big why, when when she was 17 you were like 14 yeah so it's okay okay yeah, so I'll, that I'll was take fine. it. That, but that uh, good. that's that's promising. Yeah. Um, how did this trial take eight days? Because I, I don't know. If you feel like it was going on for eight months, because I'm pretty sure you know, I I somebody played the clips and uh, I I heard them you know back to back, and it took me you know 45 seconds to understand that this was a, a direct ripoff. Yeah, it's the same baseline exactly. Um, yeah, I feel like they could have settled this. Like, how do these things go to court? Like Sam Smith, that um, chubby gay guy from England. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm not in. I'm petty. I'm, Does he I'm, steal I'm, petty? I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here to announce. Not into crooning. There's not one thing about crooning that I enjoy. I really, really hate it. I can't. Um, yeah, I can't chubby. say I'm opposed to he- hearing some old school Dean Martin or. Or Sinatra mm, crooning. I, don't, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you it. hear it, if you hear it, it's fine. But but when? Yeah. But because it took place in 1930, I'm yeah, saying when you hear yeah, crooning, like Har- Harry Connick or people like that, like wh- what? Yes. No. You understand? No. It uh, doesn't have to be this way anymore. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. We got all our crooning out of our system early. Yeah. This that crooner Sam Smith, who's very rotund. Um, he. <laughs> Like Tom Petty's like, hey, I think that's my song, and he's like, oh shit, yeah, I guess it is. Here's you know half the money. Like they should have just done that. Like, didn't they, don't, don't let it go to didn't court. Didn't the Chili Peppers do that too? Uh, uh, d- did they? Ca- uh, yeah, Calif- Californication, or one Ooh, of the songs was yeah. the same what, as it? Last Last Dance with Mary Jane, or whatever. Last something with Mary Jane. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, uh, that. The, uh, California here. I don't know. It's one of their, you know, yeah. I, to to say the Chili Pepper song where they sing about California is a bit is a bit, is a bit vague because right, like there's a couple of those. There's about a hundred yeah. of those, but but That's yeah. The thing with but Petty, Petty's That's put a- out a ton of shit. Like you got to yeah. give up credit. That's the thing about Petty. All he's ever done is write hits. Yeah. Um, if you you should watch if you haven't, listeners, you should check out that Peter Bogdanovich documentary, Running Down the Dream. It's pretty long. It's like four hours. It's about Tom Petty, and it's fucking great. And you sit there and watch it, and you go, "Oh my god!" All the guy did was write hit songs, and they they get in your head, and they're they're simple. They're you know easy to to get to, to sort of copy by accident. Um, so not a surprise. Um, yeah, so good for Marvin Gaye's family. I yeah, mean, sure. Uh, you know, his, his dad murdered him. <laughs> yeah, on That's Father's Day. Up. Yeah. Okay, one more. Sean Penn was once in jail with serial killer Richard Ramirez, Ed. <laughs> what? 
Um, while, while speaking for students at Loyola Marymount's University School of Film and TV on March 4th, Penn spoke about many topics, but also about the one time he encountered Ramirez in a Los Angeles jail, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, Ramirez, for those of you that don't know, was a night stalker. He terrorized Southern California, where I live as a child. Um, we all were scared of him, including some people at my school, because he was went while, while and it was only on it was only over like a couple weeks that he did all this. Um, but people were so freaked out by this guy that there was a rumor that he was because uh, they didn't have the internet back then. There was a rumor that he was. Um, murdering people who had yellow houses. So I remember someone in elementary school painted their house. <laughs> That's to, tremendous. He was that scary. Anytime there's yeah. one of these, these serial killers, like I remember Dahmer being on the loose in Milwaukee yes. and people yeah. being a little jittery when that was going on. Like yes. hey, he's in Milwaukee. He's probably make, not making it to the New Jersey suburbs. Definitely not. Like he's got a lot of, of kills between here if he, and there. If he kills like fourteen thousand people, maybe you could worry that he's starting to make his way over. But like, no, he's he's not making it to New Jersey. Uh, okay, so Penn was arrested in 1987 for reckless driving as well as punching an extra on the set of Colors, great movie, in the face. Yeah. He was sentenced to 60 days in county jail. During the course of Penn's 60 days, Penn said Ramirez spotted him and wanted an autograph. You know Ramirez probably saw Bad Boys and was like, yeah. That is Ramirez, a, that's a good HBO movie. Such a good movie. I remember it would be on like all the you know, time regular TV when I was a kid. Yeah, such a good movie. Uh, Ramirez eventually got one of the deputies to go ask Penn for it. Penn didn't initially trust the deputy and was worried that he might get in trouble for passing paper around, which he said was considered contraband. Plus, Penn had gotten in trouble before and didn't want any extra days. So he asked that the sergeant approve the autograph and that Ramirez first write to Penn. So I get the thing from Ramirez, and it says, Hey, Sean, stay tough and hit them again, Penn said. It was signed with Ramirez's name, a pentagram, a drawing of Satan, and 666. Oh, Penn wrote back, I said, You know, Richard, it's impossible to be incarcerated and not feel a certain kinship with your fellow inmates. Well, Richard, I've done the impossible. I feel absolutely no kinship with you, and I hope gas descends upon you before <laughs> sanity does, you know? Oh, that's fantastic. It would, a, it would be a kinder way out, and they gave it to him. And then my house burned down years later, and that damn thing of his burned with it. Ramirez, many appeals eventually saved him from the gas chamber, but only because they delayed his execution. Ramirez died while on death row in 2013 of B-cell lymphoma. Ramirez also, it should be noted, got married while he was in the joint. Um, of course he did. Ed, does it seem a little conven convenient, that the, convenient that the evidence of Spicoli facing down Ricky Rams was conspicuously <laughs> destroyed? Which reminds me, did I ever tell you about the time I called Mike Tyson a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's very convenient that it all burned up. But yeah, I totally it it it, it is great if he indeed did it. But like, yes, you know, Sean, Sean Penn is is what five four. I mean, he's, he's he's a wee man. He he cl he claims to be five eight, but I think he's no. sandbagging that by at least two or three it's, inches. He that's, is little. That's, that's with lifts. Yeah, he's yes. he's. He, uh, he, He's like Stallone. He's always got those Cuban heels on. <laughs> um, it, it is, it, you know, he's he's been in some good stuff. He's clearly talented, and he's clearly an asshole. But you know, great actor. I'm I'm, I'm fine with him taking uh, taking a stance against Ramirez. Not not a real hard stance to take, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like no one's going to get on that guy's side. That's like guys like you know what? So I I'm just I'm going to put it out there. I'm against cancer. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, just saying. Like, fuck cancer. I'm, right. I'm against yeah. it. Oh, oh. You know what? I think this AIDS thing is bad. Like, I don't think anybody should get it. You know what? On second thought, no, nobody should get AIDS. <laughs> that um, Richard Ramirez was so scary. I still remember the day he got convicted. There were cameras in the courtroom, and they sentenced him to death. And he, for some reason, he like was allowed to speak or I don't know as, as they were taking him out, he turned and looked right at the TV camera and he was like, big deal. 
death comes with the territory. See you in Disneyland. And then he held up his hand and he had a pentagram drawn on it. Like, holy shit. Um, Also, I've spent way too much time reading Richard Ramirez's Wikipedia page. The guy did not have a very good life. No. Um, Yeah, they they tend to not have good lives. Yeah, which is how you make someone like that. Okay. Final story, Ed, The Bachelor. Did, did you happen to watch the finale of The Bachelor? No. I, my thing lately has been uh, watching the clear murderer, uh, Robert Durst. I've been watching so I much of him. that. I, he's, I love, he's it. I such love him a, so much. He's such a despicable asshole that he's so charming. <laughs> I, I'm, I find myself charmed by how big of an asshole. Like when he's talking about how he just hated – that when his his first wife, he hated the fact that he had to hang out with her common uh, yes. siblings. He's like – They wanted to have conversations. Yeah. I. It wasn't so much that I thought they were bad people. It's just they were so common. And <laughs> he's like – and then like when they ask him like, you know, well, how did it look when you were chopping up the body? And he's like – it. It looks like I'm very guilty. Like he's just throwing it all out there that he's very yes. guilty, and like it's just like, he's like yeah, but he, he killed everybody. He, he but wants you, he wants you to know he did it. He's like nobody tells the whole truth, right? Like, and then he's got that crazy double blinking at once thing. Yes, he's, he's a big he double has a blinker. Nervous tick. Yeah, he has and a his, nervous every tick time he tells eye, a lie, he blinks eyes, like crazy. Yes, and his eyes are a hundred percent pupil. Best part of the show, though, is when he calls his brother a pussy. They're like, "Well, why'd your brother get a? Um, why'd your brother get uh, bodyguards to protect himself against you?" And he goes, "Cause Gregory's a pussy." <laughs> yes, Douglas. Douglas. Douglas is a pussy. Yeah, and then now he's got Douglas looking worse than him. Yeah, that's an excellent. But anyway, that, that's that's been yes. my thing. So no, um, I, I'm, I, I'm obsessed with it. As and well. Michelle told me about the uh, the Bachelor. Like I, I, she's like, oh, I just finished it, and I said, oh yeah, who won? And you know when like you rewind something or you hear something, you know you're supposed to just sort of pay attention. And then I just yes. didn't at all. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna brush my teeth now and just pretend this conversation's over. Like I didn't. I totally heard her say something, whether it was a good, it was happy or unhappy ending. But either way, I like I totally zoned out in yes. in the like the four and a half seconds she told me, and I just went brush my teeth. So I don't know. Well, I watch I watch part of it. The um the, the farmer Chris basically begged Becca, who I was a fan of, like. She she was pretty hot. Um, he begged Becca, the fit virgin, to give him a sign. Like he's like, just tell me like anything. Like you know, wink once if you think you like me. Like he wanted her to just give him the slightest inkling that she might be into it. And she responded like a normal human being, not on a game show, by saying. You know, I'm not sure I'm willing to say I'm in love and move to nowhere, Iowa with someone I barely know from a game show. And he's like, okay, cool. Fuck it. I'll just pick the other chick. And so he proposed to his second choice, his clear, like, wait, so he did, he he clearly like was trying to get the other one first. Yes. He liked the virgin better. And he, he wanted her to show any sign. And she was like, I like you, like, but I'm not going to tell you I love you because I met you on a fucking game show. And I'm not going to tell you I'm moving to your t- town of 400 people with no grocery store <laughs> because I don't know you that well. And, but I'd like, you know, I want to get to know you better. And he's like, nah, I'll just, this other chick's into it. So he, he <laughs> proposed to his obvious second choice. And she was more than willing to do exactly what he wanted. So good luck to them. Um, I'm sure they've got what it takes to go the distance, especially after watching the finale together where he clearly begged the other chick to admit she liked him. I, to, First. to me, like the, the prospect of living on a farm, like when you're describing this, this to me sounds like living in an Amish country and witness. Like eventually yes. this show, somebody's going to end up dead in the uh, corn silo. Yes, it's it's as desolated cycle. and barren as you can imagine. It's okay. just farms, and there's no, no, nothing there. There's no movie theater or restaurant or any yeah. of the normal things that you need to have life. It sounds just awful. Awful. Um, okay, Ed. Oh, on that note, The Bachelorette, there's going to be two broads this time. Usually there's one. Well, oh, they... 
they're going to have now like there's going to be com- two competing. What like the same pack I, of I, guys? Yeah, one pack of guys, but two chicks. So the chicks and do you will, know the chicks? To, will probably be fighting. Yeah, it's two chicks from The Bachelor. Wow, one, they're both pretty attractive. I like Caitlyn better. She seems a little more fun. All right. Uh, Need some fights. Okay, Ed. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's it. Uh, great job tonight. Excellent. Everybody should watch the Jinx. We were short-handed. Ed and I just discussed. Short-handed. Yeah, short-handed. Somebody, somebody who's on the IR. Hashtag. Yes. Montezuma. Yes. Send send your thoughts to Fancy Sauce. Follow her on Twitter at Fancy Sauce. F A N C E E Sauce. She's been stricken with the Montezuma's revenge. She is. Very unwell. I thought I was going to have to. She's been revenged. To, I thought I was going to have to have her hospitalized. Like I was really, <laughs> really concerned for her. She seems to be on the mend. She's had a little bit of soup. Um, it's only been a couple of days, so hopefully by tomorrow she's all better. But send her your best wishes because she is decidedly unwell. Um, but but she is getting better. Uh, uh, but she will be with us next week, of course. We'll be back to our regular, normal schedule beginning next week with episode 62. Uh, so until then, for Ed Daly, for the – in the absence of fancy sauce – I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good job, buddy.